This morning, before I really get into the message, what I have to say ties in a little bit, but, but has more to do with an experience that, that I had this week. I spent Thursday evening through Saturday with 25 other leaders from a conference looking at the future of, of our conference and, and where God is taking us and, and, and how we should be following his desires, and, and so taking a lot of time just to listen, to hear what God had to say. And, and these last couple of weeks have been, have been tough. They've been busy, and, and we've been, I've been running, and, and, and I, I, I drove down on Thursday afternoon and, and got there late and plopped in my chair and, and was just exhausted. And, and during our time there, um, and, and a, actually a friend of mine came up and said, you look really, he said, you look bad. I'm like, thanks. But, uh, but he was right. And then Friday morning during a quiet time, you know, the, the Lord just took me to Revelation chapter 2. Where Jesus is is giving instruction, is talking to the to the seven churches, and and the, and he says this in chapter two, verse verse two. He says, and he's talking to the church at Ephesus, a church that had been faithful. He says, "I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know you can't tolerate wicked men, and you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not." And have found them false. You persevere and have endured hardship for my name. And yet you have not grown weary. And you look at them and you think, man, they are a good church. They're doing what, what Jesus wants them to do. They're working hard. They're persevering. But then it says, yet, this I hold against you. You have forsaken your first love. But Jesus is saying, you do all these things and yet you've forgotten me. The most important part. And that's what I want from you more than anything else. I want you. And I read that and, and, and I had to repent because... Because I'm so busy doing stuff and I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I think are good things and, and yet I keep forgetting what's most important and that's Jesus. And I bet a lot of you can relate. You run 100 miles an hour. You're busy. You're running after this and going here and going there and working and, 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 and volunteering and doing all this stuff and, and you come in here on Sunday morning and you're whipped. You're tired. You have nothing to give. And I believe the reason we don't have anything to give is, is because we've forgotten what's most important. We've forgotten Jesus in all of this. The one who, who we are called to worship and, and to fall down to. And, and yet because we're so busy, we give him we give him the leftovers of our time and, and the leftovers of our talents and and. We give him, we give him our trash. 
You know, in the book of Malachi, um, the prophet rebukes the people for this very thing. He says in chapter 1, he says, how have we shown contempt for your name? He says, you place defiled food at my altar. And you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. It's when you bring blind animals for sacrifice. Is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled and diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would it be acceptable, says the Lord Almighty? Then in verse 10 he says, Oh, that, that one of you shut the door of the, shut the temple doors so that you would not light useless fires at the altar. I am not pleased with you. What he's saying is, shut the temple doors. You're not giving me your best anyway, so quit wasting your time. And I ask myself, church, are we giving him our best? Are you giving him your best? Because, because of my busyness, because of, of not giving the Lord what he wants more than anything else, and that is me, I'm not giving him my best. And, and it requires repentance. On my part. And I'm wondering, is there repentance required from, from us this morning as a body for not giving him our best? Because when I don't give him my best, he says, then I, I really don't want it. You might as well go home because I don't want, I don't want your leftovers. I don't really need, I don't need your leftovers. And, and you see when, when because in this, this, this whole thing of generosity that we're talking about, you know, it's only that, that we can illuminate the gospel and that light stays dark right now because, because we can't illuminate the gospel, we can't be the light to the world if we're not first giving ourselves to the Lord. Remember the first week we talked about the Macedonian church and, and they, they give themselves first to the Lord. And my question to us this morning is, are you giving yourself to the Lord? Are you giving him your best? Because that's the only thing that is acceptable to him. And I'm here to tell you, I haven't. I confess that. And I'm ashamed of that. But I also want to make a commitment to you that I will. From this day forward, I'm going to make it my priority to give him my best. I want to give him my best. And for all of us, you know, the, what we give him is different. But how we give it, we have to give him our best.
And that's, that's my prayer. And you know what? I feel like just, just shutting it down this morning and just quitting. Because I think that's all he's asking of us this morning is that, that we give our best. And when we give our best, when, when, when we give him everything that, that we've got, then we can make a difference. Then we can illuminate the gospel. Then we can be a light that's on top of a hill that can't be hidden. And, and, and when we light it, when, when, we, when we are generous, um, as the Lord leads us, we can light the world. But if we're giving him, as long as I just give him my leftovers and I give him very, very little, there's no light shining from me. You know, I'm starting to ramble here a little bit, but, but I, just, I just really feel like, like this is the message that the Lord wants us to hear this morning. To repent because we haven't been giving our best. And if you're not willing to give him your best, don't give him anything. But you know, he gives us a promise in, in, in Malachi, or he, he gave, gave the people in Malachi, he gave them a promise that, that if they would give their best, that he would bless them. In Malachi 3, verse 6, it says, I, the Lord, do not change. He says, ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you. He gives them a promise. He says, look, I know you've been cheating me. I know you've been robbing me, but return to me, and I will return to you. If you feel like the Lord isn't present, if you're not feeling him, if you're not sensing him, if you say, where is God? He seems so distant. Right here it is. Because you're not giving him your best. I believe the reason that that I felt like the Lord was distant in in the last several months is because I'm not giving him what he wants most, and that is me. I'm not giving him my best. And he says, Will a man rob God? And yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will now throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out my blessing that you may not have enough room for it. In other words, look, if you give me your best, I will bless you abundantly. I will bless you abundantly. See, there's a principle here that that God blesses generous people. In Proverbs, he says, He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he he will reward him for what he does. You see, there's a principle that, that God rewards us for when we give him our very best. And I believe the reason that, that we don't experience blessing, and now, I don't want you to get me wrong, this is not a, a health and wealth that, that if you give, then you're going to be rich, and if you give, then you'll never be sick, and, and, and nothing bad will ever happen to you. That's false. 
That is wrong teaching. But there is a principle that you are blessed when you give. You know, Jesus said that it is more blessed for us to give than to receive. And, and that word blessed there means to, to be with joy. It's not, not just an exter- external thing, but it is, it is a joy that wells up within us. And I believe the reason that we, we don't have joy in our relationship with Christ is because we're not giving him our best. We're giving him our leftovers, and so we never experience what happens when we give him our best. You know, and these, the, the guidelines for a generous giver are, are that we, we give we, we give the first and best to God. The reason God rebuked the people in, in Malachi was because they weren't giving their best. They were bringing their crippled animals. And, and you know, you say, well, I don't bring my crippled animals. I don't, I don't, well, do you give him your best? Do you give him the best of your time? Do you give him the best hour of your day? Or do you give him the leftovers so that when you do, when I, you know, this is one of my problems, is, is I don't give him the best hour of my day to focus on him. I give him that hour when there's nothing else. And so when I do my devotions, I tend to fall asleep. And, 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 and how is that giving him my best? I mean, how, how would you feel if you'd be talking to your friend and, and all of a sudden in the middle of them talking to you, they fall asleep? How does that make you feel? You know, somebody that, that attends church here, I won't mention any names, he was talking on the phone with somebody in bed one night and the person on the other line all of a sudden said, all of a sudden I didn't hear anything and they had fallen asleep on him. How do you think God feels? I used to argue with, with Verda on this. When we would pray at night, I'd always fall asleep. And I'd, my, my excuse always was, well, what a better way to fall asleep than be praying to God. But here's, here was always her thing. But how would you feel if I fell asleep when you were talking to me? Do you get it? You know, am I falling on my face before God and seeking him and praying to him? Or is it just some passive activity that I take part in because I have to, because it's required of me, because, because that's what somebody told me to do, rather than, than coming before the Lord because you have this hunger to be before him, I do it because I have to. And when I am generous because I have to, it won't illuminate, it won't give light. Don't be generous because you have to. Be generous out of the overflow of what God has blessed you with. You know, one of the things that, that as we were gathered uh, yesterday and the day before is, is one of the men said that, you know, he was reading Joel, and, and Joel talks about um, how uh, the, the, the Holy Spirit will be poured out on the people and and he said, you know, I, 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 God gave me this picture that, that as the Holy Spirit is being poured out, it's not going into the glass. It, we're, we're missing it. We're missing, the, we're missing the blessing, the outpouring of, of the Spirit because 
We're not giving our best. You see, we're too busy off doing our thing. We don't have time. Jesus told the church at Ephesus, repent. Repent for what you've done. That you've not made me number one. You know, I'm not going to get into a lot of the notes because I don't feel like they're relevant this morning. But there are a few things that I'd like for us to grasp. You know, there, there, were, there were, and we can debate these things, you know, there, there were in the Old Testament, there was a tithe that, that they were required to give. Actually, even before, if you go back, you go to Abraham, gave a tenth to Melchizedek. So there's this precedence. And, and then in the, in, the, in the law that Moses, that God gave Moses, they were to give a tenth. Actually, when you look at all the different tithes that they gave, they ended up giving 23% to 25% of their income. Now, we don't live under the law. You know, the tithe um, is a hard issue that we have. You know, giving of ourselves is a hard issue. You know, sometimes I get frustrated because we have a hard time finding volunteers, finding people to serve, but, but, but it's not about me begging. It's not about us begging people to serve. It's about praying that God would change hearts so we'd be willing to serve. So giving really is, giving him our best, is, is, at the bottom line is, is it's a hard issue. You know, Jesus once, uh, he rebuked the Pharisees in Matthew 23, 23. He says, he says, woe to you teachers of the law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites. He says, now they were giving. He says, you give a tenth of your spices, your mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. What he's saying is, look, you give out of a wrong heart. You've missed it. He says you should practice the latter. You should continue to give without neglecting the former, without forgetting to serve, forgetting to care for people and to love people. I love this next verse. This is just, this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but I love this verse. It says, you blind guides. He says, you strain out the gnat, but you swallow the camel. You focus on the little things, but you forget what's most important. And today we, we, we give out of a, the law of love. We give out of a relationship, out of the overflow of my relationship with Jesus Christ. But when you're not engaged with him. And this is something that the Lord convicted me of this week. He says, look, if you're not ministering, if you're not preaching out of the overflow of your relationship with me, then it's empty. It's, it, it's not going to be effective. Giving, serving, they are a lifestyle. So as I've talked this morning, I know I have notes in front of you, but, but this really, I think this the Lord has changed. This is what 
I believe he wants you to hear this. It's not so much about, about giving and, a, and, and, and that giving is systematic and that it's, that it's proportional and, and all of that. It's not about that. I think this morning it's more about our hearts. It's more about what the, the fact that he wants you. He wants you first and foremost because he knows that, that if he has you, that he'll have, he'll have your time. He knows that you will use the gifts he's given you. He knows that you won't waste the material things that he's blessed you with. He knows that if he's got you, that's all that's that's all that he wants. That's all that he wants. He wants you. And what I want us to do, I had all this stuff prepared for this morning. You all got a faith promise pledge card to fill out and and to do that. I believe as families, I want you to go home and I want, this is what I want us to do. I want us to ask this question, are we, and maybe you're single, um, get together with a couple of other people, but, but make this a group exercise with either your family or with some other friends. You get together and ask yourself the question, am I... Giving my best. And I, am I giving myself first to the Lord? Very easy. That's a yes or no. Because you know the answer. If it's no, ask yourself the question as, as a family. What's keeping us from giving our best? And make a list. Then what I want you to do is from that list, I want you to begin to repent for the things that are coming between you and your relationship with Christ. I think this is long overdue for us. And, and I hope I'm not coming across, am I being harsh? My wife just smiles. So that means, yes, I am a little bit. But, but... Hear my heart in this. I'm with you here. I'm right where you're at. When was the last time you sat down as a family and repented of anything together? When was the last time as a family that that we sat down and, and, and actually prayed together and talked seriously about where we're at in our relationship with Christ? So as you sit down and, and, and you begin to write down the things that are, that are keeping me from making Jesus number one, you repent, then you ask, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? How do you want me, do I need to, to give this up? 
Do I need to ch- what do I need to change? Because then you need to begin to take some action steps. And then I'd like for us to be bold enough that in our ABFs next Sunday morning, that we collectively, in our ABFs, and if you're not in an ABF, this would be a great Sunday to start. It might be a little intimidating, but, but, but as believers, we've got to get to this point where we are holding each other accountable and we are lifting each other up. Where we gather together, and ABF leaders get this, and we gather together and we talk about the things that, that we repented of. I know for, for, for a lot of you are freaking out right now and you may not show up next Sunday morning for ABF. If you don't, we'll know there's... No, there... So. We've got to quit playing church. Church. We've got to quit showing up on Sunday morning and looking like everything is good. When, when, when our life is falling apart. So why the church exists for us to carry each other. For us to care for each other. And this is one way that we care for each other. Is we pray together. We repent together. We hold each other accountable together. Because I... Believe that until Jesus becomes first in my life, I can't illuminate the gospel. Because there's nothing attractive about me as a human being without Jesus Christ illuminating from me. You see, ultimately it's Jesus that illuminates It's Jesus living in me that illuminates the gospel. It's every day filling myself so that the light can shine. And I'm afraid for too many of us, the light, the light is is very, very dim. You know, we're at different stages, you know, for some of us. The light is going out. For some of us, the light is going out. It's time to light it. And, and, and the only thing that I can tell you, the only thing that will light it is Jesus. And the only way that 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 you can know him and know him more is spend time with him. And you spend time with him by being in his word and and seeking him and doing that not as a passive activity, but doing it aggressively and desiring and being hungry for him. I'm afraid we're not hungry for him. I'm afraid our appetite is is too much for the world, that we fill ourselves up with the world and then we don't have a hunger for Jesus. Are you hungry? So this is what we're going to do. I just want you all to stand.
you know, we're, we're going to, we're just going to take some time to repent together. Just right at your seat where you're at. Um, not going to give an altar call, not going to have people come up, but this is one thing I want you to do. As you have a desire, if you feel a need to repent, you know, one of the most vulnerable um, positions we can find ourselves in is stretching our hands out. Saying, Lord, I repent. So just as we are quiet, we're going to take some time just to be quiet. And then, just as you feel, um, as you begin to pray a prayer of repentance, lift your hands to the Lord. Asking him to forgive you. Father, in this place today, you are. In this place today, you see. You see the hearts. You see all of our hearts, every one of us. You know exactly what is in there. And, and, and Lord, I know you're desiring to be there. Today, Lord... As a church, we repent of our busyness. Today, Lord, we repent of our selfish attitudes. Today, Lord, we repent of playing church. Today, Lord, we repent for not being hungry. We repent for filling our, our, our beings with with things of the world, with the stuff of the world. I pray, Lord, that today we would turn. Lord, we would, we would make you a priority. Lord, we would have a hunger and a thirst for you. That our souls would pant after you. That you would fill us. Lord, as we are filled, generosity would flow from us. Light would would radiate from us. The light of Jesus would illuminate from us. And the world would be changed through us. Lord, that we would give ourselves first to you. We would give ourselves to each other. And that men would thank God for our generous living. It's in your precious name that we pray. Amen.